that is what mindfulness is. It's just because thoughts are happening within the mind doesn't mean that they have become reality yet. It's whether we speak them into existence or it's whether we believe them. And learning to remove yourself from these thoughts is a very powerful way to liberate yourself, to feel good in each and every moment within this existence that we are all coexisting and experiencing together. So trust and believe that something good is going to happen because you are feeling good. And if it's a perception of something bad that has occurred, it is simply your perception of that. That was Jordan Taylor Wright, and this is episode 195 of Wellness Force Radio. What's up, my friend? It's your host, Josh Trent, and welcome back to another episode for your weekly access to global experts in all things wellness as we discover the physical and emotional intelligence we need to live life well. In this episode, we're learning about the powerful connection between meditation and manifestation for success, how this self-reflection and internal strengthening process directly impacts our physical intelligence. And what's fascinating, what's really most intriguing about this upcoming podcast is that our guest today, world-renowned filmmaker Jordan Taylor Wright, actually came to this awareness, a higher state of consciousness, through a roundabout way of reprogramming his mental software. This reprogramming It's one of the main focuses of our show today that you're going to learn so much for where you can tactically apply this in your own physical and emotional intelligence process. And it is a process, my friend, right? This is what we're always changing, always adapting and always shifting into this next version of ourselves and enjoying the process really starts with our breath and our posture, which is why we're continuing on with our hashtag stand tall series, the best of the best in physical intelligence with our partner in Teleskin, creators of Posture Q Smart Compression. This smart compression allows you to stand tall in all aspects of your lives. Hop over to the IntelliSkin website, IntelliSkin.net, enter code WF20 and get 20% off your entire cart so you can stand tall today. Especially if you have an office job, this smart compression helps you to stay in much better posture. So I want to throw out a warning. We go into some uncharted waters in this conversation with Jordan. If you feel confused or triggered, just take a deep breath. Tune in to the radically true lessons, these universal lessons for all of us on the physical and emotional intelligence path, you'll be sure to garner so much from today's conversation. We explore why Jordan was so focused on money in his 20s that it actually derailed him from his health and his deeper purpose, how creating videos allowed him to express himself and positively affect people across the world by transcending his ego control, why your life is like watching a movie, how you can witness it and actually be present to what is happening instead of being a victim why negativity bias exists in the subconscious wiring that affects all of us and what you can do to recognize it and shift it and the benefit of writing a letter to your inner child. No matter how old you are, this allows you to truly be in the present moment without past imprinting that is blocking you from these positive and inspired actions that you deserve. Be sure to check out more of Jordan Taylor Wright at Taylor Cut Films on social, on Instagram and Facebook. Give him a shout. Let him know his vulnerability and authenticity on the podcast today meant something to you. Show notes from today are wellnessforce.com forward slash 195. All right, no further waiting. Let's drop in with Jordan Taylor Wright. So with what you do with with Taylor Cut Films and all this storytelling, man, I think really people are just interested in how did he get to where he is and what tools and mental frameworks has he learned about himself? You know, and with your storytelling, I think this is going to be a really fun conversation. Yes, I think it's removing the notion of self is the greatest way of getting to a place where you are truly happy because essentially we are, our mind is a computer and just like most computers, we have an operating system and our operating system is our ego. 
And our ego is any notion of self that society has programmed onto us. For example, our name, our age, our gender, our race, our ethnicity, um, anything that gives us a, a level of separation from one another is, um, is the ego. So learning how to remove the operating system and remove the programming that society has placed on you, you get to be in a place of mindfulness, of conscious awareness, of enlightenment, of a yeah, just a place of nothingness where you're attached to no thing. And then every interaction and situation you're in is a mirror reflection of the light that is within you and is the light within everyone else as well. And in, in this place is complete lightness in every sense of the word. So not only are you realizing that you're witnessing a projection, but you feel light. You don't feel anxiety. You don't feel depression because depression is when you are living in a past memory or a thought that isn't of the present and anxiety is when you're focusing on a future projection, a future outcome of what you wish to occur. But by having expectations, you're limiting the infinite possibilities that the universe has for you into one finite, limited reality because of what you wish to occur. But in actuality, if you're allowing yourself to be happy and present within each and every moment, then that is going to be your external reality. So to continue to operate from a place of nothingness and happiness, um, that becomes your external world. And then you get to witness all of the beautiful occurrences that happen within this reality. Mm. So, Jordan, this programming you're talking about here, all of us can relate to this. You know, things happen to us for us or through us ages zero through 10. And I think most adults that are operating in this world, their operating system has some viruses. And what came up for me when you were sharing about this is our mind essentially is a computer. I mean, we've had many guests best-selling authors on the show that talk about the brain as being hardware. Now, our software, do you feel like our software actually comes from our soul? I think it's our body as well. Our body would be that of a hard drive or a place, a tool, a vessel in which we get to feel and express ourselves. And whatever we're not digesting within our mental body, we are then placing within our physical body. So we have come accustomed to living in a reality where we operate from our mind so often via computer, via iPhone, how we communicate with one another, how we express ourselves to one another, um, that we think we're our minds. So an amazing way to remove yourself from your mind is breathing, because that puts you in tune and homeostasis with your physical body or yoga or stretching or running or playing or jumping or swimming or any of the amazing tools that you can do within your physical body and then learning how to remove any ailments, pains, aches, stresses that you may have within your physical body is just another way of opening up and removing these programming and blockaging within the actual hardware and programming within our mind. So allow yourself to love your body. And that starts with what your notion of beauty is as well. So when you look at another person, see them as beautiful because they're a mirror reflection of yourself. And then see yourself as beautiful as well. Don't require somebody's external perception of you to be what gives you value and allows you to feel beautiful. You are beautiful just the way you are and treat your body as such. And then all of a sudden you get to open up and remove these blockages from your mental body as well. And then you become in tune with your spirit, which is the universal light that is shining within all of us. And we are light. We are time. Time is a nonlinear construct. So it doesn't exist. Humans have used it as a way to as a measuring system. But in actuality, the past is a story and the future is a projection. All that truly exists is right now. And day and night is just the earth rotating. But the sun and moon are still in space out there regardless. So we just use that as a way to start to label 
our time in order to operate within the program matrix that we exist in. But be in tune with your body and love your body and feel good always and know what that state of feeling good is. And then you get to allow yourself to operate at a place of conscious awareness. I'm, I'm thinking about attunement as well. You mentioned tuning in to your body. This physical intelligence, Jordan, that we talk about, this is something you've cultivated over the past 10 plus years, man. I mean, look, you've worked with Hillary Clinton, Jennifer Lopez, Justin Bieber, so many people that I don't necessarily think they have the same kind of talk, the same kind of language that we've been using right now. How did this even come to fruition? Because you're throwing out some very high vibration software to the Wellness Force audience right now. How did this come about? It came about the wantingness of feeling good and realizing what allows you to actually feel good and to be at this high frequency where you're channeling or you're a conduit and you're something greater than yourself. And an amazing way to do that is art. And when I am editing or when I am filming or taking photos or dancing or writing, you are not operating from your ego. You are allowing the light to pass through you. And such is the same with any other amazing artists. And when they are resonating, when you're singing, you're not thinking about singing, it's flowing through you and your body's the vessel and the tool in which it gets to be spoken and sung from. And same with dancing. You don't think about the moves that are coming out. You're in a state of flow, very similar to that of a yoga master or when you're doing yoga. And same as with any form of art and creation. So allow yourself to be that conduit and then hold that space. Know what feels good. And it is a feeling. It truly is. What you believe is what you are. So if you believe you feel good, your external world will feel good. There is no such thing as the sickness. This is something that we are then projecting and holding within our internal reality. And it becomes manifested and it becomes physical. What we speak, we speak into existence. So that is what mindfulness is. It's just because thoughts are happening within the mind doesn't mean that they have become reality yet. It's whether we speak them into existence or it's whether we believe them. And learning to remove yourself from these thoughts is a very powerful way to liberate yourself, to feel good in each and every moment within this existence that we are all coexisting and experiencing together. So if you start thinking of something that makes you depressed, you are thinking about a thought or a memory within the past that you just haven't resolved or you're you're focusing on for that moment, but you can acknowledge it as it's happening and you could label it as such and say, whoa, this is sadness. Now that I see this as sadness, I will let it pass by me almost as if I'm sitting at the edge of a river and the river is flowing in front of me and my thoughts was such flow in front of me. And then all of a sudden you are no longer connected to these thoughts and then you're back in the present moment. And similar, if you're all of a sudden you're feeling anxiety, it's because you are wishing a projection or thinking about something that may occur in the future that hasn't yet happened. So allow and trust and believe that something good is going to happen because you are feeling good. And if it's a perception of something bad that has occurred, it is simply your perception of that. I love how you talked about perception because, you know, our body keeps the score as Bessel van der Kolk talks about in his book. And also millions of other words have been spoken for millennia about our body, our body's intelligence, our body, Jordan, it's sending us messages all day long. And there's trust there. You know, people might hear you talk right in there and they're like, it's easy for Jordan to say, Jordan's found his dream. He's living his dream. He's executing on his soul's purpose, his soul's calling. But it always wasn't like that for you, man. In your early twenties, you chased money, your thought patterns were so different. Take us back to that point because people feel you now as someone totally different. Yeah. And there, there is no such thing as a, a soul's purpose. It's what you, we are light. We are a frequency. So whatever light and frequency we are holding 
that is where we will continue to go and create. So we aren't in control of what's happening. We get to witness it based on our internal feeling and our internal residency. Yeah, when I was in my early 20s, I was operating from my ego self, which was wanting the world to love me based on my stature and quote unquote measurement of success by how society defines success. So Mm. I wanted money because I wanted to be amongst the elite and respected. And I wanted to have followers because I wanted to have recognition that and validity as to what I as my ego was doing. But that doesn't fill you. And learning that that doesn't fill you is a beautiful mirror reflection and experience to have. And I was blessed to be able to have the mirror reflections of that and who I got to create with, um, whether it be Usher or Justin Bieber or Maureen Garrix are these beautiful, amazing, talented creators. You get to witness that money isn't what's going to make you happy. You are expressing your art. And if you're being true to what you're saying, if everything you say is truth, everything you do is truth, then the universe rewards you with what you want. And if you want is money, that is just a reward from operating from your heart space. It is like being in Mario and running around and playing and finding gold coins along the path. You're not searching for the gold coins as you're doing it. You stumble upon them because you are actively manifesting them by allowing yourself to feel good within that moment. I love the Nintendo reference. That is such a fun one. I think we all can relate to this. You know, when I was a kid, I played Nintendo and it's the enjoyment of the game, Taylor. It's like we're playing the game of life here. Uh, How have you shifted, though? I want to go back to this because a lot of people are thinking, wow, Taylor is hashtag woke AF. (laughs) On top of that, he also has an understanding about the power of language. The language you've been using over the past 10 minutes is very different than what's portrayed in the media and everything else. So when you were in that space in your early 20s, when you were focused on the money, Jordan, when you were focused on getting this kind of bottomless pit that we all can fall into of wanting love from other people and other things besides ourself, how did you cross the chasm? One, you can express yourself in a way that is not connected to your ego. So by creating videos, it was a way of expressing the audio and visual resonancy and and pairing that allowed something to channel through me that was greater than my ego self. And it also got to affect not only myself, but other people in a beautiful way. Because when you watch and you hear and you see something, it, it rather if you process it consciously or not, you will feel it within your subconscious. You will feel something. If you listen to music and you get goosebumps, you feel it. If you're watching a film and it allows you to cry, you feel it. You may not understand why exactly it is touching you in the way that it's touching you, but it's expressing something that's on your light soul level. So the ability to create that while I was going through the transition of removing the ego was very much a way to hold that space and continuing to do that and allowing that to be the majority of how I allowed my time to be spent allowed me to hold in that resonancy and that frequency for an extended period of time and realize that, oh, my base feeling can be this of homeostasis, of feeling good. I think now our mind bodies and the way we see in society and how people speak and what you're referring to and what people choose to consume is we are almost taught to feel anxious or upset or depressed more so with sprinkles of happiness based on the little things that we're doing outside of our quote unquote work. When in actuality, our base feeling is that of love and happiness and being present. 
And then we just have added attachments and blockages onto it. So allowing yourself to remove the blockages of, oh, I have to work a nine to five job, or I'm a white man who lives in this type of society. Once you get to break all of those labels of who you are and you get to look at other people as, oh, everything I'm looking at is a mirror projection. And another analogy I love using is when you're in a movie theater watching a film, we are looking at the screen and we believe so much about what's on the screen that we are teleported and we believe it and we live within that moment while it's happening. But what's <laughs> yes. It, but the it's not actually on the screen. The source of where the movie is coming from is behind you, which is the projector, which is a source of light projecting it. But we don't consciously sit there and think, "Oh, this is being projected onto the screen. You believe the projection and our life is our movie that we're watching, but we are also then the source of light channeling through us at the same time. So that is the conscious observer. If you allow yourself to be that of the projector and realize that you are not controlling what's happening, but you get to witness and watch it based on how you're feeling, then if you're feeling good and beautiful all the time, this movie projection, that, which is life, which what we are watching, becomes that of absolute beauty. And all of a sudden when you feel it's really sunny and you feel it's really beautiful and you feel that everyone's laughing, it becomes your reality. So allow yourself to feel the beauty you want to see in the world because it literally becomes that. So it's about holding on to that space and holding on to that feeling. And if you feel like it's a far off dream for you right now, just tune into what makes you feel good, whether it's breathing, whether it's yoga, whether it's writing, whether it's singing, you know what makes you feel good. And that's why being a kid or having that innocence, innocence is having no notion of self. It's having no notion of how people perceive you. It's okay with being in Zen or in Tao, being a fool and allowing yourself to be a fool because you are living within the present moment, unaware of how others are perceiving you. So you get to live within that space and feel that again. And then you get to operate from that space and hold that frequency for as long as you, as you want to mm, approaching the world approaching all of our learning experiences with the heart and you know the mind and the eyes of a child I, I think really this is what's missing from our current society right now we look at jordan some of the work you've done so many just beautiful visuals that you're creating on your youtube channel and instagram and there's one video actually specifically uh stephen hawking just passed and I'm curious why this struck a chord with you to make this video about him. There was a quote in there that really hit me in the chest. If you're lucky enough to find love, remember it is rare and don't throw it away. Mm -hmm. What do you love about your craft? What drives you to do this? Why did you create that, that section with Stephen Hawking? Yeah, I think why Stephen Hawking resonated so much with me as well is because for a lot of my Growing up, I was very science and mind-based about wanting to learn how the world works strictly from the mind and from the scientific perspective. And as while that gives you such an amazing understanding and approach of how the world works, you're really fueling your mind and your ego and allowing yourself to think that as humans, we have the utmost perception as to what this existence is. It helps in a tool, just as in you said for our body, understanding that we are actually that of monkeys and elephants and trees and stars. We are made up of all of that. And Stephen Hawking was a great inspiration of that. He was able to deduce and have the theory of the Big Bang, of that if we can see that the universe is ever expanding, there has to have been a starting point. So to understand that we came from stardust, that everything started as a cosmic pinpoint and then exploded into the infinitude of what exists today. Everything that we see, 
the trees, the mountains, the air, the birds, the water, the moon, the sun, the stars, we are literally made of that. Mm-hmm. So to have that understanding, you get to look at your body in a completely different way. And that is what our DNA is. Our DNA holds that information of everything that's ever been within existence. So to remove your mind from that, because your mind can't perceive that, it can't understand that, it can simply witness it. So allowing yourself to just witness all of that is very beautiful. And to go back to that quote you were asking, if you're lucky enough to find love, notice it's rare, love not as in finding love within another person, because that will never fill you, because we are all everything and nothing at the same time. But understanding once you're able to find the feeling of love, of what is, which is the nothingness, the conscious awareness, the state of meditation, the enlightenment and awakenment, the woke AF, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> sure. that, that is what that feeling is. That is love. That is operating from your heart as opposed to your mind and feeling that hold on to that. And then you, that will be your beacon and that will be your compass for what type of actions are happening within your life. Because if every quote unquote decision you make is based on that feeling of love, your life will be love. Mm. Taylor, you are speaking our language, my friend, this intuitive sword that we're always sharpening in this world. It comes from conscious thought, conscious action, but also, as Carl Jung says, connected to the subconscious. Otherwise, it's going to rule our life and and we're going to call it fate. So take us to the practical. I want to shift here with you because people have understood the power of language coming out of you right now. What was the pragmatic practical stuff you did? You know, take us back to the daily part when you were making that transition from being focused on the egoic mind, searching for money, searching for accolades, then transitioning into what you do now. Give us a few practical things that someone listening can really be inspired from. Breathing is an amazing way to simply connect your mind, body, and spirit and and alleviate yourself from your thoughts. So whether it be focusing on your breath and noticing how when you breathe in, your stomach expands. And then when you breathe out, your stomach contracts. And if you find yourself losing focus as that's happening, allow yourself to visualize your breathing of that as a wave. And every time you breathe in, the ocean's wave is going in towards the shore. And every time you breathe out, it pulls back in towards the ocean. And all of a sudden, by just focusing on this visual, your thoughts slowly disappear. And then while you're in this state of meditation, you can visualize yourself sitting on a park bench and then welcome any type of imagery or animals or anything to present itself within those moments. And that is getting in touch with your quote unquote subconscious mind, because if all of a sudden an animal arises, maybe you are you see a fox and then you realize that there's a teacher waiting within you or within your life that's going to present itself. All of this has metaphysical properties if you allow yourself to open yourself up to it. And breathing is an amazing way to do it. Another way to do it is yoga if you've never experienced. That is holding different beautiful positions that are meant to open up different chakra systems within your body. And if you are not even aware of where you're storing tension within your physical body, it will easily show you because you will feel your tension shift from say your core to your knee as your knee starts to shake or your arms start to hurt. And then you get to breathe through it and allow yourself to know that there is beauty that exists within that pain because pain is fear and fear is just the ego's notion of not existing. Fear doesn't exist. Fear comes from death. Death doesn't exist. Death is life. Light never dissipates. It travels forever. And becoming enlightened or awakened 
means that you are in this state of knowing you are light and that continues forever. Yeah, the name of who you are and the gender of who you are and the age of who you are will never exist again, but we are a mere beautiful blip. It is like watching stars in the night sky shimmer. That is what we're watching. When we watch life and death occur within this planet, we're watching a beautiful dance. Hmm. So allow yes. yourself allow yourself to not fear the notion of not existing because we are not existing and existing at the same time. We are all infinite light sources. So the more we can remove that notion of that we are separate from the other, we get to live in infinity forever. And again, it's not a far off notion or idea. It's just believing in it. And everyone wants to believe that they can feel good all the time. And everyone wants to believe that love exists all the time. Just don't allow the programming to take over. Of If you notice yourself defaulting to be like, well, no, I'm just realistic. It's like you are making your reality based on how you are feeling and what you believe in. So if you want to believe that your reality is that we are all the same cosmic light, that we are mother nature, that we are the earth, that we are everything that we have ever seen, that is a pretty beautiful reality to want to live in. And if everyone had that same notion, it would be true. It would be a universal truth. So how so do we do this then? I mean, we need this shift more than ever now. I, I think we're all seeing this and feeling this, that this shift that you're talking about where we're choosing our thoughts, this conscious feedback loop, this positive feedback loop. I think you're right. I think going to the breath is the very most primal thing. It's the only autonomic function in our nervous system. We can control it. We can tap into that through our breathing. Do you do anything specific? You've mentioned yoga. You mentioned breathing. Have you explored holotropics or any kind of Stan Groff method or anything in breathing in that regard? More so witnessing the thoughts that you are thinking. So even if it's if you decide to focus on your breathing, that's amazing. It gives you almost a pause and a respite of stepping away from your thoughts, but then yeah. not allowing them to flood back in again, uh, like floodgates. So you, once you're in that space, really allow yourself to feel what that space is and allow yourself to enjoy it because it's a beautiful, and don't think like, oh, because we're programmed to think I'm not allowed to relax. I'm not allowed to rest in this moment because I have work to do. There's things I need. And all of a sudden you feel those thoughts start to rush back in. So allow yourself to really be within that moment. And then from there, you can either start to write and allow yourself to flow and write. That's an amazing way to put things into existence. That's muscle memory. Again, that's why physically writing is amazing because you get to feel your arms and hands put this into existence. So feel that happening. Another way of doing it is allowing yourself to find a means of expression. So we are all creators. We are all artists. It could be writing. It could be allowing yourself to sing. It could be painting. It could be drawing. It could be photography. It could be anything, but find the ways of sharing your stories and visuals, because the more you think you have to keep everything bottled up, and you are not what you want to be, then you are never going to be that. And you are essentially going to be a volcano and it's going <laughs> to erupt, it's gonna erupt yes. at one point or another. And that's where sicknesses come in. And that's where cancer comes from. And that's where all these ailments come from is because we store so much within our physical body 
that we are not allowing ourselves to just let it flow through us. Have you have you dove into the work of the presence process, Michael Brown, with emotional inventory, really exploring the fear? Have you ever dove into that work before personally? No, but I've I've experienced ego death in a numerous amount of ways. How did you experience it? I'm curious. Um, mirror work is an amazing way. If you want to stand and look in the mirror and look within your eyes with the intention of being in tune with your conscious awareness and not looking at the projection of the ego that we all have a notion of what we look like when we go into the mirror. We all have mirror faces that we put on, or there's a certain hairstyle that we want to do that we feel comfortable with, or a certain scent that we want to have. Allow yourself to look at into your eyes in a mirror knowing that you are projecting and witness the conscious awareness behind the ego. And you, it, it could take a minute, it could take five minutes, it could take 10 minutes, but you could even start with one eye. You can notice that the right side of your body is your masculine side and the left side of your body is your feminine side. And we are all the non-duality between masculinity and femininity, not as in male and female as in the gender and genitalia, but as in the metaphysical properties of masculinity and femininity. Masculinity is that a fire of creation, a force, and the, the masculine has created and shaped this technological world that we live in. But then femininity is that of receiving, is that of openness, is that of birthing, is that of a womb, and allowing yourself to be fully open. If you get to live within that space of that fire and water, of that sun and moon, then you are living in the non-duality and the nothingness. So allow yourself to see both of your eyes openly and you watch your face literally morph into everything, every person you've ever resonated with, every your family members, your brothers, your sisters, you watch it shift. And it could be a terrifying notion at first because you think you're hallucinating, but we are hallucinating right now. We're projecting (laughs) this reality. Some people think we're in a simulation here. I mean, there's game theory that's been talked about from Elon Musk and so many others. Do you actually think that this could possibly be a simulation that we're all living in? It's just a game we're creating as we go along. I think that's that's the mind's way of computing it. I think there's more beauty to that same notion. Yes, we are essentially in a video game where we are the player of the video game and the avatar within the video game as well. So we get to experience what's happening, but we are more than that because we get to feel what's happening. So let's not lose the notion of feeling. So the earth is also the say is within the video game and we are that as well. So not to take that for granted because that is what sustains us. That is what gives us air. That is what gives us life. That is what allows us to live. We should be in tune with that. And we should also then inherently love our body too. Cause if we just have the mindful notion of we're within a video game and we are within a simulation, we become detached. And that's when we start to make, you know, virtual reality worlds and phones and and things that continue to add another layer within this three-dimensional space that we live. But when in actuality, we are operating within the fourth dimension. So appreciate it because we are witnessing being within a quote-unquote simulation that we get to feel. There is very much a tangible notion of being within this physical, within this um, video game. You get to feel What a blessing. You get to feel love on your skin. You get to feel the rain on your skin. You get to feel the wind on your skin. You get to feel what it tastes like to eat delicious, sustainable food. You get to feel what it tastes like to hold another living creature, to kiss another living creature. So 
it, yes, we're within a video game simulation, which is the projection of the light passing through us, mm. but we get, we get to feel it. So don't let that notion of we're in a video game almost be like, let's be reckless. I can now run around now. <laughs> yes. You know? It's not like, a, it's it, not a golden ticket to be completely hedonistic. And I think people have felt your energy here. You're vibrating at a very high level and you're putting this out, your ideas, your thoughts, your downloads, honestly, from higher intelligence, Jordan, into this book forever in the infinite. Now, tell us about this book. Why is this book coming through now? What's the timing of this for you? It's been a progression. It's almost been kind of a, a journaling process because started to create the book as a way to, as I'd be in state of meditations, I would write what was passing through me almost as notions that I would use to remember what it was like to be in a state of meditation. But the notion of remembering is coming from the mind and ego because we are not, there's nothing to remember. We are emptiness. We are nothing. And we get to witness everything. So as I was writing this book, it was the process of eliminating the ego. So ended up writing it into what could be broken down into three chapters. And it's the mind is the first, the body is the second, and then the spirit is the third. And it talks about a lot of the notions that we are speaking of right now, where the mind is the computer and the operating system is the ego. And it talks about how, what programs are and what we have within our mind and blockages that we can allow ourselves to remove and how to do such. And then the second chapter will be that of the body. And once you're able to remove the mind, you can then allow yourself to be in tune with your body. And the right side is masculine, the left side is feminine, and what we're storing there, what type of memories and what type of fears and what type of beauty lays within it and how to trust it. And then the spirit is the third chapter of how we are the light source within us and how we can then perceive our reality to be that light projection and how everyone else is also that same universal light source as well. And then in the back, it has breathing exercises and questions you can ask yourself on a day-to-day -day basis to allow yourself to be back in tune with that feeling. If all of a sudden you're flooded with thoughts again, it can ask a question of what makes you feel beautiful today. And you can allow yourself to fill that in with no vanity, with allowing yourself to say, I am writing this because I want the intention to love myself so I could have the capacity to love other people as well. Mm. And then it's a beautiful notion to hold on to. And then from there, um, that same kind of um, enlightenment process has been coming through with the film that we're creating. It's called The Discovery of the Divine Consciousness. It's the visual hour and a half journey of, of a movie of showing how I had ego death and how I was within my own mind and was able to access these memories and fears and the things that I held onto the most. The notion of being a young child and my parents getting divorced and thinking it had to do with me and thinking death is real and what does it mean if I don't exist anymore and I'm scared to let go of that and what it means to go through a heart, heartache and a breakup and how that is just a beautiful mirror reflection of a chapter that allows you to continue on your journey within this existence. And it shows it in a very beautiful way because there are films that are making this notion of removing yourself from your, from your ego, mm -hmm. but they're doing it, they're doing it in a scary way, which is almost like they think people are learning more from fear. Um, for example, black mirror, or whether it's, um, you know, these dystopian notions of like separate yourself from your egos, this is going to be the reality, but you're putting that into reality by making it. So this film is very much showing that story in a magical way, because once you truly have ego death and you, you remove all of it, what exists 
is the infinite, which is space and galaxies and stars and love and beauty and dreams. So then to show that in a way where you get to see a beautiful 10-year-old boy who plays the younger version of myself of being scared of the dark and his grandpa saying to him, close your eyes, it's okay. And then watching him build a world and a reality within his own subconscious by trusting the beauty I'd, I'm so excited and honored and humbled to be able to present that to the world because I know it's going to resonate at a level that is very deep. Because like I mentioned before, witnessing the the combination of beautiful visuals and audio, it touches you even if you consciously don't understand it. So it's going to be a, a beautiful reflection for people to see. And I'm excited to share it. Obviously, I mean, we can definitely tell that this is coming through you. I think a lot of people might scratch and fight and try to create something from a place of tension, Taylor, or fear, or like, you know, let's be real here. A lot of our population is in this kind of fight or flight, this sympathetic branch of the nervous system. And the, you know, it's great. The, the timing of our conversation today, last night, I led a men's group. We do a men's group here in Encinitas based off the work of David Dita. And it's funny, you talk about the 10 year old self and really connecting to our inner young man or our inner young woman. This beautiful person inside of all of us, this little kid that maybe got things that they didn't want, or maybe didn't, they didn't get things that they truly needed. This is really our practice as adults. Like the first 10 years of our life, we have things that occur and then we spend the rest of our adult life in this meat suit, this existence, figuring out what it all means and how we can let go of these memories. We actually wrote a letter to everyone in the group. When we were that young boy or young woman, this men's group, we wrote letters to ourselves. I'm going to send them to us in six months. So this is a tactical thing that everyone listening can do. Write your inner child a letter, literally write them a letter, let them know that you care about them, that you love them and give them some grace because they did an incredible job. Taylor, have you done things like this before writing exercises to yourself? Maybe give us a sneak peek about maybe tactical or practical things that'll be in the book. Yeah, I've, I've done meditation work where I would visualize myself as the 10 year old version of myself and I'd be in a dark room surrounded by nothing and I approach a mirror and I look in the mirror and I allow myself to love myself fully and to remove any memories or thoughts that have may have been projected onto me by other students or by family members or by the outside world saying that you aren't good enough or that you aren't able to feel love or that there's something wrong with you and allowing yourself to let go of those notions and then to continue to journey into from this dark room and you open a door and as you walk down this door, you're in a beautiful forest and you watch yourself grow older into the version that you are today and you get to shed and remove all of that because that was projected onto you. It has nothing to do with you and you believe it because you had a beautiful heart and you felt so you sympathized and you had empathy and you felt all of that. But in actuality, you aren't a 10 year old boy or you're not a 10 year old girl. You're neither a man or a female. You are nothing and everything at the same time. So none of that are attachments you have to hold on to any longer. So you could free yourself from all of that. And then you get to look at every person and everything as a mirror reflection and an extension of yourself. And then you have no more weight. You have no more attachment. You have no more notion of 
being a child because what we strive for when we say we want to be children version of ourselves is we want to hold on to the innocence which is the notion of being nothing which is being a sponge which is observing the world of that of nothingness of creativity of pretending when you're walking on your couch that the floor is lava and you can jump from one thing to the next and you are you believe it so true within your within yourself so it's having that notion and that feeling. It's not wanting to be a different version of who you are. It's just wanting to hold that feeling and that space. And that space is the default of who you are. And that is within our core. That is within us. So who is the book for then? I mean, because the language you're using is powerful and the thoughts you're thinking are not the everyday pace. So who is this for? Who's your tribe? Who's attracted to your work? And who do you want to read this book? So it reaches them at their deepest core. Everybody, everybody. I, I, I explain it in a way, too, that it can be very digestible to the most scientific of mind if they are coming from a science-based process and, their, and that's their orientation and how that they've kind of been able to perceive the world. It's also written for those who are active meditation practitioners or spiritual healers because it has the, the Taoist Zen approach to being nothing and everything at the same time. And it is also written, each page is only four or five lines with visuals on each page. So it's very much written for the younger generation who don't necessarily have a notion of what this is exactly tangibly, but they have that feeling. And the younger generation is the generation that feels it without us having to explain it. That is why we are the most liberal and accepting that we've ever been. That's why we are openly speaking about gun reform and we're speaking about gender equality and we're speaking about the Me Too movement and we're speaking about all of these beautiful things that are occurring within today's societies because it is the base of who we are and we are no longer accepting any, uh, any other alternative reality. So it is written in a way that you could open the book, read four or five lines and right away understand what's happening this practical piece too that's what i'm feeling from you it's not like somebody has to read the whole book in one sitting it can be almost like a choose your own adventure the thing that i really want to ask you here is i've been learning about you i've been kind of feeling into who taylor really is and just understanding that this has been a non-linear journey for you there's been a ton of things that you've overcome and even the space you're in now this hollywood space this film space and media space there is a lot of people that are disingenuous there. How do you continue to remind yourself of what's true for you? By perceiving the world as beauty and every interaction that I have is that of a beautiful interaction. And it's been that for the past, I don't even have a notion of time anymore, but I get to spend my days speaking with beautiful people like you about mindfulness and conscious awareness and then hang up the phone and speak to my producer about flying to Alaska tomorrow to film the Northern Lights in a sequence for the film where the younger version of myself is scared of being in school to give a class presentation and ends up wandering in the darkness and being in the Roy Borealis and hearing the lights speak to him about how it's okay, you don't have to fear, you're everything and nothing. And then spending the next couple of days speaking with other amazing creators about this TV series that we're creating called Self-Expression, where it showcases different amazing artists and how they perceive the world and why they decide to channel the light and create the art that they do so other people can feel motivated and empowered to want to express their their 
soul as well in whatever form without any type of fear of rejection or people judging them. Um, so my life has very much become a reflection of my current state. So regardless of where I am physically, mm. whether I'm in Hollywood, this is a place for creativity, which is beautiful. And it's a, it has a lot of people that are here to make money and be famous, but it also has a lot of people that are here wanting to express their voice and spirit and their soul and to do it with other people. So it feels good. And I've found an amazing tribe. And honestly, the whole world is your tribe, because if you go into every single situation, realizing that nothing that's happening has anything to do with you, you're witnessing it. And if it feels negative, you're perceiving it as negative. And if they're projecting something negative onto you, it still has nothing to do with you. It's just the way that they are seeing the world and they're doing the best they can at their current frequency. So to just allow that to be, and then all of a sudden you will continue to float down this, this river of life effortlessly continuing to see each and every situation and each and every interaction of that of beauty, because it's a blessing. We get to breathe air and we get to feel and we get to love and we get to live the life we want to live if we trust it. Yes, this trusting piece. It's really about the trusting and this journey doesn't stop. I mean, there's no there there. There's no finish line. Our work about personal development and just recognizing who we are, being the observer, consciously breathing, doing yoga, having meditation practices. A lot of people might feel overwhelmed by this, Taylor. Is some of the things that you put out there, giving people that baseline step, really meeting people where they truly are, thinking about somebody who's in a rural Alabama neighborhood that hasn't even heard this type of language before, but is still turned on by it. They're still vibrating towards it. It's wanting to feel good. If, if step one is I want to feel good, and if we've become accustomed to not feeling good and accepting that feeling mm. anything but good is our base notion of where we are, just lift that veil from yourself. So it's step one is I want to feel good. And you, we all know when we don't feel good. We know when we feel tired. We know when we feel stressed. We know when we feel anxious. We know when we feel any variation of that. Step one, say, I want to feel good and I want to feel good so that way I can experience and love life fully. There's no shame in that. So allow that to be the first step. And then you can start with baby steps, which is focusing on your breathing like we talked about. And that is not wasted time. Any time or energy placed into allowing yourself to be the greatest highest frequency so that way you could be a beacon of light and a mirror reflection of love for other people to see is in no way a waste. So allow yourself to feel good because all that's going to do is allow your external reality to be good. And you'll help people because if you're feeling really good and you get to bump into someone on the street and they get to see you smile, that lightens them. That is a beautiful mirror reflection for them to see. You're, we can all change the reality in which we live by holding this beautiful frequency within ourselves. And that's the way to change the world. Mm. You can't control and you can't fix somebody. You can't project something into them and be like, you are going to be this. That doesn't work. You can only just be the best beacon of light and mirror for others to look at. I want to go where somebody's going to. I want to go in the mind of a listener now. And they're thinking, wow, 
Jordan has really allowed me to take deep breaths. <laughs> this conversation has been a lot about breathing, a lot about going within and just seeing what's there without tension, without fear, without a BS story, Jordan. But how do you actually make it so that people understand who they truly are, remembering who they are, this physical and emotional practice? Share with us something that maybe you feel a little bit vulnerable about. Does vulnerability exist for you now? And what's maybe a physical practice that you're leaning into currently? I think it's the notion of not trying to be anybody. And if you think you're trying to find yourself, you're going to be forever searching because there's nothing to find. We aren't, we aren't the self. The more you can allow yourself to not have an outward reach of what you're searching for, because it's already there. It's, it's, it's stillness. You're, you're, you're allowing yourself to be still. You're not reaching outward to control something. You're not searching for something. All of those are outward motions. It's about tuning inward. It's about being at the very base of who you are. It's that feeling of right before you're about to fall asleep, but that forever while being awake of watching everything. So it's, it's a feeling. And in terms of practicality, it's being okay with being vulnerable. I am vulnerable always because I am open always, but I am not scared ever because there's nothing to be afraid of. Start making a list of your fears if you want. If you want to start with the negatives of what the things are that really are holding on to you that you feel like you can't shake free from, start with that. I'm scared of drowning, right? It's okay. Write that down. And then try to figure out why you're scared of drowning. Why are you scared of drowning? You're scared of not being able to breathe. You're breathing right now. Allow mm. yourself to breathe. Okay, I'm scared of dying. Why are you scared of dying? Because I'm not going to exist anymore. You are existing now and you will forever exist. But what will exist is not your ego. Cynthia at age 41 isn't going to exist forever. But that's beautiful. The universal constant in the universe is change. And we are always changing. We are always light continuing to move. I am the light that I see coming from the sun. That sunlight is seven minutes away, according to science. So we are looking into the past when we are looking at the sun. Time doesn't exist. It's our perception of what's happening. So allow yourself to be like, I am nothing but I am everything I am looking at. And then allow that to be that kind of floating state of nothingness and everything at the same time. And it starts with removing the ego, which is just accepting every situation that you're in, every person that you meet, and just loving yourself fully, allowing yourself to love yourself fully and feel good fully. And mirror work, breathing, yoga, reading this book, watching the movie, whatever mm -hmm. it may be, that those are all amazing ways to continue to do it. That's what led you to this podcast. You're listening because there's something that we're talking about. There's something that Jordan is talking about and it's resonating with you. So just trust that, trust that body's intelligence. Jordan, this has been a unique conversation to say the very least, my friend. I'm thinking about ways that people can take action, learn more about you. We're going to link everything about you in our show notes across the web and on iTunes. We have three last questions for you and they're quick. Yes. And it's just so people can connect with you at your deepest core. Uh, the first one is around physical intelligence. What is your line of work right now for your own physical intelligence? In other words, do you have a practice that you're currently still feeling fresh on, something that you're leaning into on a daily basis for your physical intelligence? Yes. Here in Los Angeles, there's this beautiful place called Sweat Theory that's down the street, and it's an infrared sauna. And I'll go most mornings for a sweat. And what's beautiful about infrared saunas are they heat you at the molecular level. So rather than warming the room externally and you getting warm from that, 
the infrared um, rays actually heat you from the inside out. So it's very much a molecular and DNA transformation. So you go and sweat for an hour and that's an amazing way to release blockages or any negative thought forms or cords or programs that are existing within your body. So that's a, an amazing way for me to be in tune within my physical body. Mm. I also, I stretch a lot. Um, so if I am sitting on my computer editing, I will notice when I am holding tension within my shoulders or neck or back and I will allow myself to get up and lay down and use a foam roller or to put my legs over my head or to touch my toes or to do trust your body and feel your body and wherever you're feeling tension, just go through it and then lighten it up and all of a sudden you'll step back up and you'll be lighter and you'll feel happier. Um, That's another amazing way to be in tune within your physical body and then eating. We are plants. We, um, we require sunlight and oxygen and water just as plants do. And very much so what you put into your body is what you literally are. So I am plant-based. I have been, and it feels amazing. So consuming things that are from the earth and that aren't processed and I don't eat meat because that is a major contributor to climate change. And I don't believe in eating anything that has a life form and the light within them as well. So just, yeah, what you're consuming, allow yourself to eat because you love it and because you want to um, allow your body to feel good. Don't eat because you are sad or you're trying to fill a void or because you are pleasing your taste buds as opposed to your um, the sustenance and um, allowing your body to be the best version of itself. So that's in another way. Uh, it's a blessing to be able to eat and to drink water. And it's very metaphysical too. Water is indicative of our subconscious, very much so as the ocean is the subconscious of the earth. We are 70% water just as the earth is 70% water. That is not a coincidence. Hmm. What about emotional then? So emotional intelligence, physical, you gave us three big gems there that work for you. Everyone's got kind of their own DNA with what works for them. But what about emotional, Jordan? We understand emotional intelligence, this exploration of how we kill parts of the ego that don't serve us. I think we're always dancing with the ego, but what's your current practice to develop your emotional intelligence? Noticing when you are feeling emotions. And if you aren't able to rid yourself of the thoughts by witnessing them and labeling them as sad or angry or stressed or anxiety or whatever, if you aren't able to label them and watch them um, pass by in front of you, like I used earlier as a river sitting at the edge of a river bank and picturing your thoughts as a river, and you can watch them literally float by you, Um, If that isn't working and you feel really trapped and flooded within your own emotional thought process, writing, be open to writing what's happening. And within two to three minutes of you writing what you're thinking, all of a sudden you'll stop and be like, what was I even writing about? You could be like, I'm so angry right now. My boss told me that I am this and I don't like being told what to do. And I just wish people would respect me. And I just would. And within a minute, you're like, whoa. It's all gone. <laughs> what the hell was I even saying, right? Yeah, you you get to then alleviate it and you get to rid yourself from it. Yeah. So it's an amazing way of freeing yourself from your emotional body and then be open to expressing your emotions. Again, don't let it bubble up like a volcano. So if you want to cry or feel like you need to cry, there's nothing shameful about crying. There's no weakness in crying. There is strength in being able to express your emotions. So 
cry, let it go, and you will feel amazing. Just again, water is your subconscious. That is why when we cry, we release it. That's why when we, we pee, we release what we're holding onto us. When we drink water, we are taking in new. So allow yourself to cry. It's an amazing feeling. Absolutely. This third phase too, as we wrap the show here, understanding that wellness is this combination of physical and emotional intelligence. It's what we're always discovering, Jordan, on the show. And so what's your definition of this? How would, how would you define wellness in your life, in this current physical form, in a meat suit, on a rock, in the middle of outer space? <laughs> yes. I, well, I realize that this meat suit is my vessel and I love it so much. And the rock is this beautiful um nurturer of life. So there's a lot to be thankful for with both of those, but then it's also your intention. Um, we are our intention. So remove the I from the intention and allow your intention to be to express love and to feel love. So that way you can allow others to feel love and express love and know what your intention is when you're saying anything, when you're speaking, be true to what you're saying and allow your tension to be truthful. And the same goes with everything. When you're looking at something, what is the intention as to why you're looking at it? When you are touching something, what is the intention as to why you're touching it? We are our intention, and to me, that is what wellness is. If you are intending for your life to be well and happy and full of love and hope and blessings and gratitude, then that's what your existence will be, and that's what others' existence will be as well. So. Jordan Taylor Wright. The book is called Forever in the Infinite Now. The website, where can people learn more about you? Where do you want people to go to dig in, to dive in, to go deep? There, you can follow me on social media. I am at Taylor Cut Films on all forms of social media. And then right now I have my website, which is taylorcutfilms.com you can go to. And then we are also starting up a website and a platform for people to consume original content, which would be intenton.io and intent on is an intention without the eye. So we are removing the eye from the intention. So um, excited for that to go live as well. Fantastic, my friend. It was great to meet you. This is the first time I met you here on the podcast. And I really understand these deeper nuances of not just letting go of the parts of the ego that don't serve us, but also just remembering who we are. So thanks for giving people the tools through this book for people to remember who they actually are at their deepest core. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hope you have an amazing day. Hey, my friend. Thank you for hanging out and growing with me on today's show. Remember to hit subscribe, share this podcast with somebody you care about that you think gets to hear this message. Support the show by leaving a five-star review for the podcast right now simply by tapping on your show artwork on your iPhone. Click that purple link that says review this podcast. It helps the show reach more conscious and smart people like you and your voice will attract more world-class guests that want to come on the show. So let them hear your voice. For all the downloads, videos, links, and free resources mentioned on the episode, go to wellnessforce.com forward slash radio. And while you're at my house on the web, join us in the Wellness Force community newsletter on that page and I'll send you four free guides around staying healthy with your eating, moving, and sleeping while you travel. But don't let this conversation stop here. Join a group of people like you over at the Wellness Force community Facebook page. This is where we talk about the things that really matter. We share our wins, inspirations, struggles, and a lot more. So join us, tap on the show artwork on your phone and hit that purple link that says join the Facebook group and I will welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and create impact for the people that you care about. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.